0: Everybody. welcome back to another episode of the backbuilders podcast i let that music kind of uh, set in for a second because i wanted you guys to become aware obviously that i brought the skyrim music back and i did that for a couple reasons one i missed the music in the background and i can hear it too it's not just you guys it's not like i add this in um you know post edit i can hear it so it kind of changes the the vibe of the podcast, you know, it allows me to slow down. I kind of get into the ambience a little bit and it adds this mysterium, this kind of um, mysticism to the podcast. And the reason why I think that's significant is because I look back at when I enjoyed my podcast the absolute most, like when was it at its peak, not for viewerships or likes, technically that would be now but when did i like it the most when did i enjoy it the most and that was when i was sitting in a 42 degree office in my spare bedroom surrounded by books playing Skyrim music and talking about mythology and about life about mysticism magic norse mythology celtic mythology interpreting those mythologies and that's not to say i'm going to go back to only talking about those things but I'll incorporate them back into my podcast because I really have a deep appreciation for those things and in a way that was one of the things that inspired me to get back in the or back, get back into well yeah get back but get into podcasting in the first place was talking about mythology and tying mythologies into our life um, and also I'm just recording pure audio today which is kind of nice to be honest because I haven't recorded just audio. In like months i've been recording videos too which is nice but it's nice kind of just to set the uh lighting in my room and to kind of sit nice and close to the mic and not have to worry about lighting or angles and you know even uploading a five minute long video on youtube takes hours especially with my computer being so slow so this is kind of nice um hope you guys are enjoying the podcast i know i haven't been posting that much lately but I don't go back to school until se- september 28th what day is it 22nd of august so i don't go back for over a month so i plan on recording a lot of stuff but i've been particularly inspired by the title of this podcast which is the u-tree i don't know i'm gonna name this podcast yet but i've always had a deep connection to the u-tree and the u-tree is deep in si- spiritual and si- symbolic uh ways in all sorts of mythologies and uh ritualistic ways meaning it's symbolic for fertility and life and death and it is symbolic for protection and in norse mythology we know the Yew tree as Yggdrasil. and i came across a video on telegram called you shamanism if you just search you shamanism it'll pop up And it's a 10 minute long video about, I think he's Scottish. And he talks about how he essentially became a student of the U. And it's a really old video. It's like over 10 years old. And I thought it was the most interesting interview ever. And basically his story kind of goes like this before I talk about the U tree uh, itself is, and I'll make this kind of quick. It's basically this guy had a insane experience with some type of being, or entity you got to watch his full lecture I don't remember the name of it but if you search you shamanism uh, then you'll you'll find him. and search his name but he basically had this interaction with his being that sucked the life out of him when he was like camping one night or something like that it essentially was some type of apparition fairy spirit <clears throat> ghoul alien whatever you want to call it. he had this experience that left him very ill very sick and over time his health deteriorated drastically he became malnourished he wasn't able to eat his diet was all thrown off he he wasn't able to sleep he lost like 30 pounds he felt fatigued he felt tired all because of that experience and also drove him kind of mad because he couldn't explain what it was and he was at a uh, oh yeah a female friend of his comes over to his house and he's apparently so sick that he's like gonna die if nothing happens and she Shows up with a moving truck and says, you have to move into my cabbage or cabbage. Did I say cabbage earlier? My uh, cottage with me um, or else you're going to die of this illness. And he wasn't going to hospital. I think the doctors couldn't do anything about it. So she packed him up and moved him to this cottage, solitude, small, quiet town. And he's in a pub one night with uh, her and uh, a drunk fellow, I guess, came out of nowhere or something like that. And they get to talking, and he eventually says, have you ever seen the yew tree? And then the guy says, a yew tree? Yeah, yeah, the yew tree, the yew tree. Have you ever seen it? He goes, no, I haven't seen the yew tree. And he's like, oh, you have to see the yew tree. How have you not seen the yew tree? And he talks about how (laughs) he uh, drives down this long road. Have you ever been on a Scottish or English road? The roads are always... Very narrow and windy, surrounded by stones and backcountry. Ancient roads, probably used by the Romans, Celts, the Gauls at one point. Um, 16th century type or roads marked by stones. Anyways, he's driving blind drunk down this road and he takes him to this. Uh, it looked like a huge bush, but it was nighttime, so he couldn't really see it. All he saw was this black shadow. And he's like, You got to go into the yew bush. And it's like, Or sorry, the the tree, it's... You have to Google an image of a yew tree or else it's not going to make much sense. But the way it works is that the yew tree is like immortal. It grows inside and outside of itself forever by going into the ground and out of the ground and into the ground and out of the ground before, if it's allowed to grow naturally, it forms this uh, dome. But at this particular yew tree, which has been around for thousands of years, it's formed to the point to where it almost has a doorway where you enter into it at least that's how it seems at night and then the guy says you got to go in laddie the guy says i go in he's like i bring everybody here you all got to go in first he goes in he's nervous he's hesitant he just followed a drunk guy you know however many miles down this road from this pub and he talks about the experience of the uterine how he first entered and how it was visceral how there was this immediate rea- reaction this sense of vision clarity and sobriety and he ends up going on this journey over the next 10 years of what he calls an initiation of the you and during the first three of these 10 years he has profound visions underneath this very powerful ancient tree he experiences almost the tree's memories and connects to it he talks about having almost like spasms or convulsions Uh, In the muscles and in the mind where he felt like he was being cleansed and turned inside out, purified as if he was being reborn. He's a very sick man. And um, over these years, he talks about how he would sit underneath this yew tree and he would almost have these conversations with it. He realized that this tree in and of itself had its own personality and its own memories. He described it as he talked about how he was able to sit underneath this tree and share memories with it and he had a vision i don't know if it was like a mental vision or he physically saw something but apparently the tree shared this vision with him of a ritual that was what once conducted uh, underneath this yew tree and, you know, like i said earlier the yew tree is a very very spiritually significant tree so we've used it for thousands upon thousands of years for rituals for magic for Birth centers. Women used to go underneath yew trees and birth babies underneath it. Um, you know the yew tree has hallucinogenic properties within the bark. That if you eat it, it makes you hallucinate. It makes you see things. Also, there is an aroma that is emitted from the yew bark itself that makes your eyes burn, or just a little bit, makes your eyes burn and makes you slightly hallucinate. It's not like a trip, like a mushroom trip, but you know you can feel the effects of it. Plus, you have this. Energetic radiance that comes off this tree that you know feels like you're sharing memories with it, and I do believe that trees, not all trees, but many trees, are its own being, and the yew tree is particularly magical, and have a particular connection to it. And this guy talks about how over the decade, he shares a deep connection with this tree, and this tree teaches him the way of the world, the, the way of himself and his mind emotional control and a deep connection to the earth and anyways that's his little story and that was the guy who got me interested <clears throat> in the yew tree so i'll read you a little bit about the yew tree a little article i uh, pulled up here uh, just to give you some more information on it and then we'll talk about its symbology and we'll talk uh, about the runes At the approximate center of Scotland grows what is Scotland's and possibly Europe's oldest tree. Estimates suggest the yew in Glen Long, Leon, sorry, I don't know how to say that, could be anything from over 2,000 to 9,000 years old. 9,000 years old, that is absolutely insane. A popular legend relates how Pontius Pilate was born under this tree or played as a child in its branches. This suggests that it was already a landmark over 2,000 years ago. Though the Romans did not invade Britain until 43 AD, several expeditions had visited from 55 BC onwards. Some interpretations suggest that Pilates' father was on a diplomatic uh, mission to the Pictish king. News reached him at Fortingale at the birth of his son. Another version suggests that his wife had been traveling with him and gave birth at Fortingall. The yew tree is another of our native trees which the druids held sacred in pre-christian times. They no doubt observed the tree's qualities of longevity and regeneration. Drooping branches of the old yew can root and form new trunks when they touch the ground. Thus, the yew came to symbolize death and resurrection in Celtic culture. The Celts will also have been familiar with the toxicity of the tree's needles in particular. This may have further contributed to its connections to death Shakespeare was familiar with these qualities when he had Macbeth uh, concoct a poisonous brew the deadly drink included slips of you silvered in moons the moon's eclipses I'll just read like one more good paragraph here for you guys the theme of death and resurrection continued into the Christian era people buried you shots shoots with the deceased, and used boughs of yew as palms in church at Easter. Yew trees have established a popular association with the old churches in Britain. In fact, very old specimens of yew trees are now rare outside of church grounds. According to Richard Mabay in his Flora Britiana, no other type of ancient tree occurs so frequently inside church grounds. This relationship between places of worship, and a single tree species is unique in the Western world. In some cases, people have planted yew trees besides churches. In other cases, it seems that very old yews are already growing on a site before the church was built there. Some such as the as the one besides Fortingale, church may have been predated Christianity itself. Several other yews growing by churches have become famous in the own right. their own right. These include the bleeding use of nevern in Prockhamshire the use toxicity has a somewhat limited in has somewhat limited in practical uses to the human though a homeopathic tincture is made with young shots the berry flesh has been used by herbalists to treat a variety of ailments including cystitis headaches and neuralgia in more recent times, scientists have discovered that extracts of yew have anti-cancer properties. And then it goes on talking about hew is made for furniture and stuff like that. Um, but that's a little backstory about the hue, The I keep saying hew. The yew and the yew itself. Um, but when it comes to symbology, symbology and the uh, mythology behind uh, the yew tree, I'll read you another little passage here. Yew trees were used as symbols of immortality, but also seen as omens of doom. In many of the 19th century, it was custom for yew branches to be carried on Palm Sundays at funerals. In Ireland, it was said that yew was the coffin of the vine, as wine barrels were made of yew stabs. And then, um, this article really doesn't have any mythology. It's ironic. This myth, this uh, article is is called mythology of the U, but it talks about nothing about the mythology um anyway so the U tree is said to be directly connected to human consciousness and in this interview with this guy this scottish guy he talks about the U shows you a reflection of your own consciousness or human consciousness if you're in its energetic field for long enough and that could be a very painful experience for some people and a very painful experience for humanity so the U tree is said to reflect back upon you what you or mankind has within itself at that current time and if you look at like the 1600s when uh, the you know the continent was at war with itself irish versus the british versus the scottish they used you as um for their bows and arrows hundreds of thousands of trees were killed in this process and the yew tree was pretty much eliminated from the continent and i find it kind of ironic that you have this tree that has amazing healing introspective almost psychedelic properties a deep connection to the earth and the first thing that humans do to it when they can is they build um weapons with it and they kill each other with it but probably hundreds of thousands of people were killed by the yew tree ironically but the druids always used it for ritualistic purposes and ceremonies and in his lecture, he talks about how women would go underneath the U-tree. And if you imagine U-tree as tree as a giant being, it kind of creates its own dome-like center. You kind of feel like you're in a giant house underneath it. Women used to go underneath it and give birth. And I thought that was such a uh, magical experience because now you have women going into hospitals where they're abused, where the baby's shaking around is. Dick gets chopped off. He gets 18 vaccinations by the time he's 20 minutes old. He gets rubbed down with a rough towel and he's put under a nice blue light for like seven hours. No skin-to-skin contact with his mom. None of that. Very little. You know, his umbilical umbilical cord can't even get the blood out of it to the baby. It's just cut. That's all about liability now. It's all about numbers. But back in the olden days, you would have an experience so dangerous, so dangerous for women as something that is birth and something that's so deeply connected to death that it only felt appropriate to uh, conduct a birthing ceremony underneath a yew tree because it's a very significant time in their lives for not only obviously the baby but the mother because the mother could possibly die and i've always had a deep connection to the yew tree and its symbology from norse mythology and i actually had a dream about Yidrasil many years back. Uh, if you guys remember my episode that was on Spotify. I say it was because it got deleted. And the episode was called Degas And in this dream, you know, I'm not going to talk about the whole dream. You can probably find it on iTunes now. I don't know why Spotify deleted it. But I was basically on this cliff and it was either early morning or late at night. I was sitting there on this cliff and I was looking out at the ocean or I think it was at a lake and there's an island on it. And a tree was growing out of it. I noticed that this tree was a yew tree, Yidrasil. I don't think I directly connected it to to Yidrasil, but I knew it was a yew tree. And within this yew tree, I saw lights glowing up within it. The tree started to sparkle with gold and other radiant colors. And I noticed that the tree was almost trying to communicate with me uh, through lights. And as I looked further into these lights, and as my consciousness kind of was consumed by these lights coming from the yew tree... I noticed that it formed a runic inscription, which was to gods. And at the time, I didn't really know anything about runes, but I remembered to remember what that symbol actually was so that I can research it when I woke up. And I did, and it changed my life. So the point is, is I've always had a deep connection to Yidrasil and the tree. But every mythology, every European mythology has always had the yew tree embedded with it. And if you do a little research on your own, You can see that the U is probably, if you're a European male, deeply embedded within your psychology. And the first thing that I can think of is, when it comes to mythology, is obviously Yidrasil is the Tree of Life, the Nine Realms. The upper being Asgard, the lower being Hell, and where we are being Midgard. And if you look at the... Nordic runes, you have Awaz, which is essentially the rune of the U. And it says here the Awaz rune is associated with the spinal column, the cord itself, and the internal part of the soul. The rune is linked to the U through the old Icelandic rune poem, the weapons of choice for the god Ulir, Uller, and the giantess Skadi, who became a goddess through her marriage to the benevolent sea god Njord. And then it goes on to describe the rune itself. Awaz is sometimes likened to the death uh, card in tarot. It is a rune of transformation and testing, stripping away that is which is worn out, diseased or weak, so that new growth may occur. It is the rune of the yew tree, a symbol of age, endurance, death, and eternal life. The yew is an evergreen. In the depths of winter, it lives on and reminds us of the tenacity of life and the will to survive. I always love uh, runic translations. I'm actually going to talk about this rune in and of itself and probably conclude this episode with this rune um, because I really want you guys to do your own research into the yew tree and how it can uh, tie back into your life and just, it's an amazing tree. Like, if you look at it outside of a mythological perspective, right? And if you look at it as its own organism, as its own creation, It is like fascinating that something can be so ancient, so old, live on for thousands upon thousands of years. And that's, it's like shocking because you don't see very many things like that. So rare, something so ancient. And I only think that if something were to sit in one place for so long, especially if that thing is living and can communicate with the things around it through electrical, uh, electromagnetic pulses and waves through the fauna and flora through the mycelium network underneath it, that it has to retain some sort of energetic memory, I would imagine. And that's what that Scottish guy talks about, is that he felt like the tree was sharing memories with them. But onto the room. Awas, hey, you, initiation, death mysteries, the timeless, eternal immortality. Quote, the path is hard and lonely, and there is no end in sight, end quote. Awas, hey, literally, you, esoteric, is Yudrasil, or Kundalini. Quote, the access or process of becoming end quote, "upper and lower worlds meeting in midgard earth rune of the mysteries life and death death mysteries the timeless kundalini and its energy access of heaven and hell secrecy encoding immortality and the chakra system its mundane is longevity initiations and of course trees in the terms of divinations the u tree the u rune symbolizes movement towards enlightenment Endurance, initiation, protection, or confusion, destruction, dissatisfaction, weakness, and death. It governs the initiation into the wisdom of the world tree, Yidrasil. Liberation from fear of death. Development of spiritual endurance and hard will to gain initiation. Spiritual vision. Communication between levels of reality or worlds, or Yidrasil. And this person goes on to describe its notes, which I'll read here, and then I'll provide my interpretation for you guys. This person's notes say, Awas begins the second half of the 24th rune Futhark and represents the vertical axis, whereas Jar represents the horizontal. It is also indicative of the uh, verticality and energy of the human spine. The spine, the pelvic region not included, has 24 vertebrae which I do not believe is a coincidence in the case of the Elder Futhart. This spine is the channel for one of the most powerful energy flows in the human psyche, which yoga has termed kundalini, or fire. It is a flow of megan energy up from the root chakra to the crown and the mind, bringing cosmic consciousness, attempting to awaken kundalini fire too early in your training can cause serious harm. The needle of the ewe is poisonous, containing a toxin that affects the central nervous system. The vapors from the tree can become concentrated if in close proximity of the tree. That's when, you know, earlier he was talking about how he's feeling hallucinogenic properties by sitting too close to the tree, which I find fascinating. As an evergreen, it is associated with immortality and the mysteries of life and death. Death is understood as the great initiation into the mysteries of life. To die before you die is to cover what in life is truly important. In psychology, this often happens as a result of near-death experiences. The fear of of physical death is one of the great inhibitors of human's mankind potential for total freedom of mind and spirit. AWAS gives you the power to recall your past lives in short fragments or in more complete segments. As a result, confirm your death in this life as only one stage of a greater journey. Invoke AWAS as you conduct medica- meditation, <laughs> not medication, or dream exercise for the purpose of discovering past life patterns in the present. And answers lay not in memory, but in clues of your here and now. AWAS can be invoked for communication with the underworld and the dead. It is wisest to remain within your own ancestral streams when doing this as your ancestors have reason to respond to your inner call. There should be sufficient reason to invoke such dark workings, but it is not evil exercises. So, if we can understand that the Yew Tree teaches us about life and death, and it talks about how, in a way, man has to die before he dies. And what that basically means that over the period of your life, you and I both know that we have to die many a times before we physically die. And it's said that every couple of years, man sheds his own skin. I would say it's actually every year and a half. I feel like I'm a completely new person. To the point where you look back on yourself and you're almost unrecognizable, if not physically, consciously. And you can remember what you thought about and how you thought about certain things and how you viewed the world and how you see it now. And you realize that old part of you has died. And we've experienced physical, emotional deaths in things as small as starting a new job or a career, as something as large as, you know, encountering a serious life-hindering injury or maybe moving to a different country or being forced to uproot yourself or get out of a bad situation to endure complete and total change. And this death is almost essential for growth. It reminds me as if our bodies and our minds and our spirits were forests and at the bottom of that forest there's dead foliage and dead trees and these trees need to be burnt by a natural forest fire in order to shed upon itself new life over a period of time. And that fire is almost symbolic of death in and of itself and destruction. That fire within yourself that destroys your conscious forest can be anything from A near-death experience or a sudden burst of consciousness or a realization a philosophical advancement something that kind of tips your world upside down it can be nihilism it could be your fear of death and it talks about how man has to under overcome that fear of death because really it's the people who understand that they will die and that death is an inevitable inevitable it's like once you fully understand that then you can really start living that's that's something that took me a really long time to understand and to wrap my head around. I remember being really afraid of death at one point, to the point to where it, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even turn off the lights at night because I was so afraid of death. But now I understand that, like it says in this article, that le- that death is only one step, step of a greater journey. I'm not sure what that journey looks like yet, but I can assume, probably, that it's going to be on. S- I mean, awe is, Oh, is probably not the right word. But I imagine that death does bring awe to it, reverence. But the point is, is that if the tree teaches us about life and death, you have to understand death in order to understand life. Once you understand life, you can come to terms with death and that you will eventually meet your end, but that end is not the end. But there's something after this. If you need to I don't know if you necessarily subscribe to reincarnation. I don't even know if I do. But if we can see the yew tree as a spiritually symbolic thing. And if we can understand that the branches go up and down in the ground and come back up and down and up and down and up and down endlessly for thousands of years. I have a feeling that you can kind of relate that to your past lives and your current lives and your future lives and how they're all woven in upon each other almost seems infinity in a lot of ways infinite but initiation and death mysteries I'll end it with this is that in life you're going to be initiated into a lot of different paths and a lot of different things and these initiations may seem scary they may seem daunting but if you understand the hero's journey is that that initiation into the unknown right stepping outside of your your boundaries. If you understand that's necessary for growth, it allows you to embark on that journey a little bit easier. Still heed caution, obviously. Those journeys are always dangerous. There's always going to be a part of you that's going to die. Hopefully you don't die physically, but there's always going to be a part of you that dies. But you have to be initiated into something new, something positive, something that can kill your old self to shed its weakness, shed its old skin for the new, tougher, hardened, smarter, faster, quicker, more nimble, wiser skin. That's what initiation is. That's what the U tree teaches us. That's what EWAS teaches us. EWAS, that's what the death mysteries teach us. The timeless, eternity, immortality. And in a way, I do believe that we're all immortal because within us is the light of God. And God is obviously endless and immortal. So in a lot of ways, obviously our physical body is not immortal, but our spirit is. Our souls are immortal. That's not a white pill. I don't know what it is. But the U-tree, it's a fascinating thing. See if there's anything else I can pull up on the U-tree. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. I've kind of liked just sitting here and just talking about something. With like the utmost interest. But let's see. Let's see if anything pops up here. Let's see if anything pops up if I do U U-tree meaning and symbolism. There's so much stuff on this, guys. You got to watch that interview. Just search U Shamanism, find that guy's name, I can't remember his name, and um, watch it. It's like an hour-long lecture about the U Tree. Uh, it says right here, the moreover, the U Tree symbolizes and implies that success is doing what is required from you. If you want to do well in your life, then fo- you have to follow your instincts. The reason you are in a particular blah, 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 not really helpful. Oh, what's this? Ooh, this is kind of interesting. Oftentimes, the yew tree is considered to be one of the most ancient trees in all of the world. Some sources even say that it is the oldest living one. This makes it an incredibly important tree when considering creation and time itself. Appropriately, the yew tree is symbolic of immortality and everlasting life, rebirth, changes, regeneration, after difficult times, protection. Yew is, after all, quite massive. And I think ultimately, the yew tree, what it does is, you guys remember that last video that I did, is that it reminds me that I am deeply connected to the earth, and that I'm a part of it. And my life isn't meaningless, I'm not here as, like they would like to tell me, like an accident. And the yew tree kind of brings me back to that point of origin within myself, and it connects it back to the world, and it reminds me that I'm a part of it, and not so isolated in isolated within it, and that, yeah, it's like we have around us concrete and wi-fi and the internet roads and transportation and guess gets us this point to where we feel quite separate from nature but the fact is that we're never separated from nature because we are nature you can't separate it from itself at least not truly spiritually maybe but not for long but anyways i just felt inspired to talk about the u tree i'm going to release this on patreon first for so you guys get back into content creation again i'm really excited actually for that Um, but let me know what you think of this episode and um, don't forget to leave a review on the podcast and to subscribe to the youtube channel it's just the backbuilders podcast you guys can check it out there but uh yeah i hope you guys have a good one i'll see you for the next one